Cool 97 Radio. Radio. Singles live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. And uh, as we had mentioned before, it's Motivational Thursday. And we're talking to one of our special guests tonight, Dawn Petgrave, Miss Petgrave. She is an associate counseling psychologist and she is also an educator and I must say a very talented individual. Dawn? Yes, I'm here <laughs> laughing. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because it's I said talented. that you're because you, because I said that you're very talented. Very talented. I was yes. wondering if the rumors aren't true. Here, Dre troubling you, asking if the rumors are true. Dre, Dre, be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn Petgrave, first time for you on Singles Live. So we're going to ask you to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that persons like you sometimes, the talented individuals, sometimes they don't like to speak much about um, themselves. Um, but I'm going to draw some information out of you tonight. And then we're going to proceed um, into you telling us what motivates you um, as an educator and ultimately as a counselor. So. Give us a brief background of um, of Dawn. Yes, and you're absolutely correct because I do not like to speak about myself, you know. But nonetheless, I am a country girl. Anybody knows me knows that. I'm from Point Hill, St. Catherine. Um, went to St. Catherine High School, so our prime minister was actually my head boy. Mm. Yes, yes. And from, from a young age... I am always the one that everybody comes to with the problems, you know? So I realize that no matter what I'm doing, I am always encouraging somebody, inspiring like Dre. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just continued. I, I studied education and um, counseling psychology. Um, but for the past 23, 20, yeah, 23 years, I've been in the beauty industry. See, when I talk about talent, <laughs> see, when I talk about talent, no, so a counseling, a, a counseling psychologist and educator spending mm-hmm. 23 years in yes, the beauty the industry. industry. Wow. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that and what inspired you to stay there that long. Well, I'll tell you what got me there first, because I am from the church where no makeup, no none of them stuff. So you can just imagine the two just didn't go together. But you know what, Anne? I'm so happy that we're talking about motivation this evening, because 1998, I was in um, uh, Florida, and I went to interview at this store, and the gentleman said, well, they didn't have an position open but I I interviewed well and I should just come and they will have me float I showed up the Monday morning somebody called out from Clinique Cosmetics so they told me go to Clinique and in my head to do what? I don't even wear chopstick you Mm -hmm. know nonetheless you obey I went my life was transformed 
I watched a lady who was getting her makeup done. And her head, you know, hung down. So every time the makeup artist is supposed to put something on her, she has to kind of hold up her chin, you know? But then when the lady was finished and the makeup artist gave her, or I should say beauty advisor, the beauty advisor gave her the mirror. She sat up, she straightened her shoulders, she fixed her hair, and she said, oh, I'll take it off. And I was just floored. What happened to the woman that was sitting in the floor? In, I mean, was sitting in the chair to the woman that was now standing. And I know I'm right there that for the rest of my life, I want to be able to do that to people. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to apply makeup, but to do that, to be able to do something that is going to help uplift, you know, the self-esteem and so forth, you know. And so I stayed in Clinique. The young lady was sick. Then she quit, so I ended up staying in Clinique. So, of course, I had to go to school. I had to go to the training. Um, because I came from a management background, Estee Lauder needed a, a manager, so I was transferred to Estee Lauder. And then after that, moved to Jamaica. And um, 2012, when Mac Cosmetics came here, I was the opening manager. So um, it has been quite a journey, quite a journey. Mm. Some amazing people along the way. And, um, you know, again, if anybody should ask me what made you successful throughout those years is the fact that I was able to counsel and motivate persons. You would be amazed the stories you get when you have a brush in somebody's face. And ultimately, the big question, what led you to um, into counseling psychologist? What led you into that field? Right. So from I, from I did education, my minor was psychology. And I loved being able, I guess, just to listen to people. I love people. I love to help people be their best. And so when um, in 20, I think it was about 2015, somewhere about there that I did the master's in counseling psychology because I realized that though I was in beauty, though I was in education, persons were still coming. So most of the times I have to pull students out of the classroom into my office just to encourage them. And I wanted to be able to do it well. So I pursued the master's in counseling psychology. And then when COVID hit, whoa, I think everything just purpose everything everything changed i now had more persons reaching out to me just to talk and i thought wow this is the season this is it many persons are not coping this pandemic may not leave for a very long time what can i do in this season and um when the you remember in June when that lady drove off Flatbridge? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, that day I cried. I'll just throw it out there. I cried. I don't know the lady. But here's why I cried. Did anybody recognize that she was hurting? Why didn't she talk to somebody? What was going on? You know, and and all these questions. And so 
I had already started the counseling center. I think we'll talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But but I never advertised it. I never that day when I saw the news. I knew it was time. It was time to launch what I was doing. People needed to know that help is available. Mental illnesses. It, it's real. It's a real sickness, and we need to do something about it. Wow. Um, so inspiration right through the thing. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not so much for, for persons who are out there um, when we, we're drive to make a change, um, not, for, not only for ourselves, but for others. It can be something negative happening to somebody that you say, boy, I need to be able to help others. Mm-hmm. And that I, I'm recognizing is a driving force for a lot of us who have said, you know, what, we, need to, we need to find help. We need to be the help. We need to make some changes. And so let us talk about this new counseling center. But Don, let me tell you, I have gotten several calls right here um, at the Nation School at School 97 FM. Even my co-workers from time to time when we do have guests ask about a counseling center that people can go to the ordinary Jamaican can go to to get free counseling. So I was elated when you said to me, Anne, I have, I, and I'm going to call it your new, your new, your new, your new brainchild. I want you to tell me about this new counseling center, what you have to offer. I want to put it out there before you even begin that it is APSA counseling there. Is, is it, am I, am I correct to say that it is absolutely free? It is absolutely free, Anne. Mm-hmm. So tell us some more about this counseling center. What, in, as you know, um, you mentioned before, what inspired you to really um, move towards really establishing this counseling center. But tell us more about it. Right. So um, when all of this was happening, I wrote a proposal to my bishop because I think, I, you know, I'm from church, you know, and I just feel that the church still has an important role to play. So I submitted a proposal to start a counseling center to offer counseling for free. Um, it got to the boards, and when I saw that it was approved, I know that all right, God, I'm onto something. No, when I when I met with my bishop to discuss it, he was elated because he was sharing of persons who were coming by the church needing help. There was one man in particular. We were handing out food at church, and he said, I don't want the food. I am an alcoholic. I need some help. I'm going to tell me about prayer. We need help. Mm-hmm. So we're recognizing that persons need help. There are real problems. And so I was able, I mean, though it's quote-unquote my brainchild, I cannot take all the credit because I made, after I spoke to my bishop, I made one phone call to my friend Kiki, and I said, look here, this is what I am. She said, you're still long to tell you. You're still long to tell you. This is what you was born for. And, you know, so through her real life TV, um, the bucket list, we were able to get furniture and um, air conditioner from ATL. And so many persons came together. We did the launch last week. We had Dr. Donovan Thomas from Choose Life International. I mean, just powerful, powerful. We have Georgia Crawford Williams from Edge FM. I mean, these are people that I go way back with. So when I reached out, 
everybody was saying the same thing you're saying, Anne, this is needed, this is necessary. And so it has been a blessing. As you can imagine, the workload is heavy because I do have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. But we have several counselors who have um, come on board to assist us. And so persons ask, what kind of counseling you do? There is somebody that can deal with pretty much Everything. any issue mm-hmm. right, that you might have now. However, I must say the one thing that is... Um, showing up most in the season is depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and of course for the obvious reasons Mm -hmm. so where can we find this um this counseling center so we're located at 15 Cashew park road and it's on the same building with a four square gospel church Mm -hmm. Right, but um, I'll I'll provide you with a telephone number, Anne, because you can imagine we have to we have to set appointments. We don't want persons come and have to sit on and wait and so forth. But uh, we do have a telephone number that persons can make can call to make an appointment, and we have an email address that persons can also email us. And then, you know, we'll be able to connect them with a counselor. Right. So, people, you can't say I didn't find somewhere for you. For those persons who call me from time to time asking about free counseling session, there you have it. I went and they and my divine creator allowed me, Dawn and I, to kind of meet. <laughs> and so, um, there you have it. So, at the end of her um, session um, with me, I am going to have her give you the telephone number and also the email address and I promise you that I will put it right here inside the studio of Kuna 97 FM um, so whenever, if ever you know anyone or you yourself listeners need help then we will have that number readily available for you right here uh, at Kuna 97 FM so, big issue happening in and around us anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um Three tips, Dawn. I wanted to give us three tips um, for persons who are struggling um, mentally um, at this time or at any other time in their lives. Is there yeah. anything, three tips that you'd the give? First one, the, first, the first one I want to say is seek help. Seek help. Talk, talk to a counselor. And I think we need to get away from the stigma that you know, you, all the mad people say counsellor or such forth. Um, it is a real sickness. You know, we need to start looking at if you if if you if you're diagnosed with cancer, you're going to do all the necessary treatments and so forth. All right. So we want to we want to encourage persons to seek help, talk to a counsellor, um, pray and meditate. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes persons will say yes, but. I pray and I don't see any answers. No, it's funny because the word of God is enough. And so somebody may say, well, if the word of God is enough, then why do you need counseling? Because we need to learn how to apply the word. And where we have our prayer as a weapon, we have the therapy as a strategy. Because when persons come, what I do, I help them with strategies. Mm-hmm. You know, when people go to Jesus and them seeking don't just 
pray for them, it heal them. If they're hungry, it may just pray for them, it feed them. And that's how I want persons to look at therapy. We're offering Christian counseling, you know, um, but we're giving you techniques. We're giving you real help. And so pray, meditate, get active. Um, when it comes to anxiety, depression, stuff like that, you automatically you want to be alone. You don't want to come out of your bed. And I would say no matter how hard it gets, get up, go for a walk, you know, call somebody, try something new. I learned to swim this year. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. You know, my, in my big age, I learned to <laughs> swim um, because I wanted to do something new. And it's amazing how, how it helps. Um, journal. Uh, right now, I have one client. I have her start a gratitude journal mm-hmm. because sometimes we have so much to be grateful for, but it is, you know, the things that that are good are clouded by everything that is going wrong. And then the Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. It says, all we're thinking about is COVID and all that is happening. Guess what happened? Eventually, you start get anxious, your body start respond. All right, so the three tips, seek help, talk to a counselor, pray, meditate, get active. Talk with friends, talk with family. You know, walk, run, listen to music, dance, learn something new. Mm, I love that. So tell us um, or give us the number for the counseling yes. center and also the email address. All right, so the telephone number is 876-627-6240. And then the email is lifecarecenter15 at gmail.com. But and center is spelled with a T-E-R instead of a T-R-E. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I realize that. Right. Yes. It, uh, was, it, was, it was the only one available. <laughs> everything else was taken. <laughs> everything else was taken. Understand fully. Dawn Petgrave, I yeah. am thanking you so much. Um, what was it? Short and spicy? Mm. Um, <laughs> short and spicy. You know, speaking to you, I realize that our our, our our divine creator does not make any mistakes. He does not make any mistakes. And some, he puts us, sometimes we wonder where, why we're at, where we're at. And if we only look for the positives and 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 speak to our divine creator and say thy will be done then we will see exactly why we need to be there sometimes we don't see it right away but if you start to put the pieces together then you will see everything coming together not only for your good but for the good of others because it is not all in the word yes it is not only for ourselves but to to help others, to guide others, to motivate others, irrespective of who we are and where we are coming from. We can, irrespective of when we, when I talk about irrespective of where we are, because you have persons who would say, then, Don, you are coming out of a, a Christian institution that was not into makeup, but you found yourself. Into it. 
yeah. at a place where makeup was being applied to be inspired by somebody mm -hmm. who you saw transformed mm -hmm. yeah. from yeah. being somebody that was down and up, but was, was just putting on that that makeup transformed that individual so that was that was showing that hey you have the ability as as an as a person to transform others Absolutely. And what people, what, 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 what you, what, 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 as an educator, what you did not bring out is that you spend a lot of time working with persons at, at a heart, heart NTA. Yes, but don't forget that I actually own the school, Demory Institute. Yes, oh, wow. yes, right. yes. Right. Wow. So we have done, we have trained um, thousands of um, makeup artists. As a matter of fact, most of the top makeup artists in Jamaica and persons who are now owning makeup businesses came through our doors. And I will tell you this, Anne, though I have had many, many interviews on how come you're a Christian and you're teaching makeup, I am having to stop classes many times and lead people in, in prayer, prayer mm -hmm. and lead many persons to the Lord. And makeup has taken me to places and people that I would have never met and places I would have never gone. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so when the Bible said a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before kings, the word of God is valid and it will never go back to him void. We're not going to preach then. <laughs> no, I, you know, I was going to ask you to, to repeat what you just yeah. said a while ago. And repeat it so that our listeners are here. Repeat, Don, repeat what you just said a while ago. Proverbs eighteen sixteen: a man's gift make room for him and bring him before kings. Everything we need is already inside of us. Everything. And every answer to our problems is already laid out in the word of God. I think we just need to, to spend time alone understanding the word of God and how to apply it to our lives and to our profession. So, you know, when a client comes to me, no, I'm not going to shove the word of God right away down their throat. But you best know that I am already praying for that person before they come to the session, right? I am praying with them before the session and allowing God to give me the wisdom to give them the necessary help that they need. Mm -hmm. The Bible said, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But by power of the heart, the spirit is broken. The word of God, you think God knows that COVID was going to happen? You think God already knew ahead of time that persons were going to be suffering in this season? We just have to learn how to know, apply the word of God, apply to medicine. Because believe you me, medicine needs the word of God and the word of God needs medicine. You understand? So mm. it, it, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yes, I thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I thank you so much. And I will see you soon. And thank I will you. spread the word about your uh, the new counseling center. And I will pay it a visit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll pay it a visit. We have work for you. I, oh, work for you. I know, I know, I know, I know. I am, I am preparing. I am in preparation mode. Um, for that, yeah. you hear Dre over there say, and can apply. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in preparation mode. Yeah, tell Dre, I'm not Monday morning, didn't get me through, but then I'm after the top, that's another day. Another day. Where he leads, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Don, I thank you so much, and uh, continue to 
be inspired and continue to inspire and motivate. So Amen. until Thank then, you. I know that you're early bird, so you can yes. get your rest Boys now. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. God bless you. It is. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Singers live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. That was really, really wonderful and to the point. Mm-hmm. Ms. Dawn Petgrave. Associate Counseling Psychologist and also Educator, Motivator. Um, yes. I feel like, um, well, not I feel like, I know I'm very interested in that. Center. In the Counseling Center? Yeah, I feel well, I like said, it's something that's been needed. Yeah, Dre, but you're one of those individuals, and Iva also have always been asking, where can people go yeah. for help free of cost? just to go in, make an appointment and and so therefore yeah, as I and said see somebody. and see somebody. Yeah. And these are well trained individuals that can give you the necessary tools, not only from a Christian point of view, but also the necessary theoretical um, tools that you can use to help yourself and yeah. to help others. So yeah, it's been it's needed. Yes, it's it needed. is. So the numbers will be right here inside the studio. Call me. <laughs> Call me if you need help. Call me now. Call me now. All right. So we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we'll be making the link with another guest of ours, Luke George Cook. So we're going to take the break. We'll be right back. West Coast, Cool 97 FM is in your ear on 97.1 FM. Westmoreland, keep that cool vibe. Don't touch that dial. Singles live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. Getting ready to go back into our talk segment. And of course, this portion of our talk segment is brought to you by Evergrow Garden Center. When you want it to grow, call the pro. They are the experts located at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. Let them help you master your home gardening skills, nurture beautiful, healthy plants. It's the perfect way to de-stress while you mold that gift of the green thumb and encourage the love of nature in your family. And you can call them at 906-9916 or 906-9160. Visit their Instagram and Facebook pages at Evergrow Garden Center. And so I have my next guest tonight, Luke George Cook. The name sounds very familiar. The name sounds very familiar. <laughs> Luke George? Now, uh, we're, we're, is, is Stokey in No, no, that is not Stokey. Oh. Stokey does not come out at night. Okay. <laughs> not at this time of the night. That's Dre. That's um, DJ yeah. Dre. Right. Yeah. very popular. Eh? Must be very popular. Yeah, Dre said that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> saying. So... Luke George, first time for you on Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. I must say um, that when I was told about you, um, I said, you know what? I, 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 I like what I was hearing. And so I decided to um, invite you on Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. 
I, I told Don, you know, and I'm going to say it to you again, I noticed that persons who are really out there doing um, wonders don't like to speak about themselves. But guess what? You're going to have to tell me. Uh, well, not me. You're going to have to tell our listeners a little bit about you. Um, so what are you willing to divulge, sir? Cook? Okay, you're really putting me on the spot because talking about myself, I usually exit the room. Um, but because I know that I have to do justice to your program, and I just like to say before I go on, um, it it is an excellent opportunity for you to pro- provide this platform so persons can basically get information. I believe, especially now in COVID, um, there's so many persons who are just in need of just finding a space where they can just express themselves and express the frustration and the anxiety that they're going through. So I begin you up and, 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 and DJ Drianda. Um, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised at the University of Houston. Um, I got some training in social work, but I think I have now develop this thing to say that I'm more of a community development practitioner mm-hmm. than a social work. Um, 16 years ago, I started an organization called Operation Hope when Jonestown was experiencing that four-year war and a lot of the children were not able to go to school and so you could get people to come in because of the social condition at the time. And so... A group, I inspired a group of young people who came from the, the heart of the inner city who know what is the importance of having an education as a vehicle to success, uh, to say to them that we had to go in and, and basically be the light in the middle of um, the darkness. And so we coined a phrase, you know, that we, we are that, that beautiful bunch of roses growing in the concrete jungle. So, uh, 16 years later, we have had several success of the just the social intervention programs that we have offered to people by helping them to develop their talents and helping them to understand that self-actualization is possible for anyone. No matter where you start the race in life, it, it, it is up to you to determine how you're going to finish it. Uh, let me ask you this question. Is it hard to motivate a youngster who resides in what we consider to be the inner city? Is it something that is difficult to do or once you're there as a person and spend time with them, it can be done? Nothing is, let us not look at this. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we have to do, and we all have to do it as people, is to change our position of thinking about the other person and develop a relationship with the person so that in that exchange you can get to begin to understand where I'm coming from. So often we perceive what we don't really know and nobody, my, my position is that no one actually wants to just live and just live and not to develop his or her talents and skills. Mm-hmm. But the, but the, the, oftentimes, you know, that people, you know, perceive it as like, 
you know, one day somebody said to me, do you know what it is to be a Rasta man in Jamaica? And I was there laughing because I was saying, but Rasta is accepted. Look at Bamali. And he said that you might think that way. Bamali has achieved some level of faith that I don't. So when I turn up somewhere, I am just a dirty Rasta boy. And the truth of the matter, the perceptions that we have of each other is what has kept this country not from fully developing and fully having. We, we, we come together when it's carnival, we will come together when it's that, but then we all live in our subdivision section of the society. So if you really want to reach a young person, and it's not, there's no one approach to really, you have to, however, spend time to get to know me and to get to know what might motivate me, what might depress me, what might cause me to be reluctant or resentful towards uh, what is happening in society. And I say this because I remember um, some time ago I was in the, the mall on, on Constance Spring and there were some there were some young children. I think the oldest one in the group was about 13 years old. And they were out there with a uh, a sheet of paper about the Jonestown Junior football team um, and that they were collecting money for this team. And this was just young, innocent children who came up with a creative idea of how they were going to make some money. And when I saw them, I, I automatically said, what are you doing here? You're not here with any parents. And as I engaged them in a conversation, I realized that they, as much as they were very young, because as I said, the oldest one, I think, was 13, and the youngest one was about 8. And there were about 11 of them in the group. And as I engaged them, I remember them saying to me, I don't see you talking about politicians who rob this country or people who were, don't do any work, but they get paid. But we are out here doing our little side of the to go feed our family, and you're telling us that it's wrong. So I had to go from the premises that although they do it, and you're doing it, is is it right? Does it make it right? So I'm not I'm not gonna judge you and tell you that what you have thought about it, you are struggling with the double standard that is set by members of our society, but I cannot let you go away thinking that what you are doing is right. So at the end of the day I was able to say, you know what guys, come let's all go home. But you know, the the challenge is we need to motivate people from a place of being very authentic. Authentic, yes. And, and, and very authentic. And and not stop this wholesale motivation about uh, we all can achieve it. Because you don't, you don't know. You don't know the hell I face. And so if you get to know me, you will be able to appreciate the journey of the struggle that I'm going through to help me you know, to become a better person and to self-actualize based on what my gifts and talents are. Question for you, George. What motivates you on a daily basis to continue to motivate others, especially persons who are living in the inner city community? Because you have some people who don't have longevity, you know, when it boils down to helping others. They do it um, for a period of time, and when they realize that they may not be getting um, the recognition that they think that they wanted, <coughs> they back down from it. But what what, what motivates you to continue to do what you do? Feel like I'm motivated by three things. The, the thought that you, you can
can achieve. So for everything that I set for myself and when I achieve it, I recognize that I am all the blueprint is, is in me mm-hmm. and it's likewise in you to achieve. So once you, I enter into any relationship and we set the goal as to what we want to achieve and we're working towards it, I am fully on board and I'm happy. The second thing is the ability to be honest about where I am in the journey, right? So. I've had to say to some person, I really need to take a break right now because I don't think I am in the right frame of mind. So the fact that I'm being authentic with you, I'm motivated that I'm saying, I'm not leaving you out there in the corner because I've decided that I want to be a coach. So coaching people to see the better side of themselves is a motivation for me. And finally, it's relationship development and tear it down the perception and the barriers that we come to the table with as two individuals or a group and to see us norming, storming and then finding the common and then, and then the unity and, uh, and the fixation of purpose. Uh, I'm motivated by those things. So it's almost like I can say I'm motivated by I can inspire create, achieve, and nurture. Good stuff. I, I really like that. Um, I'm sitting here, and Dre's right over there, and we're listening to you. And we're thinking, as a, as a male child growing up in, the, in, in an inner-city community, um, you could have turned to a life of um, crime. What was that driving force that you can pinpoint that says no Luke George choose this way as opposed to that way simply injustice injustice from the state and the injustice that I saw happening with with, with neighbors the injustice of the power the man that they say that is the man that reigns over us but does not do so with any amount of equity, you know. And then I remember that child, I remember, you know, that in the, I came, I, I came on the scene in the 70s, but I remember that the 70s in Johnson was hot. It was hot. And I remember that there were some nights when my mother had to put us down in the gully near to our house for us to make our make our way to what I used to call Highland, couple streets up the road because our our road was close to the backer the battle team. And I just I, and I just imagine when I started to interact with people at school and I saw that they lived another way and when I realized that not everybody had to go out and vote in block because they lived in a badly community that other people did not live that way. And so as my life started to emerge and I started to encounter people um, who just totally, I was just totally enormous by their love and their support for this country. Betty and Blade, Sheila Nicholson, um, Miriam Forbes, uh, Michael Smith, who was an excellent social worker, Ines Green, 
And I could name a couple, Miss Barnett, Miss Poetry Davis, my teachers, who kept on inspiring me. And as I began to love poetry and realize that poetry was an escape for you to express how you felt about it. As I saw the injustice happening, I knew that I could not be a gunman. And my, 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 I know my, my, my granddaughter that it killed me because <laughs> she did set the bar very, very high. She mm-hmm. that it killed me because she did tell me that God never made a mistake and the talent that I have, I'm not going to do like the one, the man that got one and got put it under the bush. Mine had to shine so that other could be liberated. So those people inspired me by their commitment to help to transform the life of people and, and to see them, you know, not giving up. But every day as you get up, it is, a, it is another day for you to reinvent your thought, your approach, and, and, and as you're getting to know the person, you're discovering ways that you can help them to unlock their talents. So to me, it's injustice. The fact that I saw so many dead persons and I realized that the earth was being robbed because that person could be a talented scientist, I knew that I could not contribute to it. So I know that my calling from very early was to help to transform a space to make it into what I wanted it to be. And the change I wanted to see, I had to emulate that change. So I knew from a very early age that, you know, it's the way that I work out from a friend of mine, I have a bad man going and I'm a bad man. <laughs> well, thank goodness. You know, we're 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 actually in the in the in the month of October, and we celebrate our heroes. And I and 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 I realize based on what you said that you really had some um, heroes in your life that helped you along the way, and um, you yourself. Some t- somewhere, some somehow, um, you may not hear it right now, but I am sure that maybe five, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, somebody will say, "Boy, Luke George, um, for me was like a hero. He motivated me. He helped me to kind of um, get over the hurdles of life to be a better person." Um, but you, 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 you really target young people, and I really love that because I don't feel that as a country and as a people we put a lot of emphasis on young people, especially because it's one of my passion, especially our young men, especially our young men who are in the inner city community. We tend to to throw in the towel um, very, very quickly. We don't put a lot. We don't. We, I don't think we give them enough um, time, chance, um, and 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 what, what is it? What is it, Ray? No, I was saying opportunity and opportune. Yes, and opportunities um, to 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 be the best that they can be. We as a people, sometimes we go in there with these preconceived notions about people who are from a particular area or a particular address. And so we clump them up in 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 in, in this particular group, mm-hmm. and say, "Boy, um, you only have a certain kind of people that come from down there, so from that area, criminal." Teeth, but nobody ever really highlights some of the positives that comes out of these um, communities. And so I, I really want to commend you on that. And I really want, yes. And I and, just get my CD. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but the truth of the matter, again, I said, is the first step strong. Mm-hmm. We first, we first, we first train them to become seized because we lie to our young people. We lie when we create an education system and we know that they go through it and they're not understanding it. Because we have never developed another microcare center that can assess students while they're going through the education system that can catch them at that early stage to know that this person might not be very good at the academic, but they are going to be good at it. So, you know, once upon a time when somebody would have walked up here and said, Well, you know, I live in a mechanic, no? A oh, mechanic. And you go, and then when you go to one of them, cooler. Because in our society, we're still classes. We're all about the class. And mm-hmm. we can't quite get rid of it. We are, we are stuck in a mall, and we, it, it has done more harm than good. But, you know, the sad part of it is that a lot of the people that live in the upper excellence of society, all had their humble beginnings in community, but they never read. Some of them never come back. The experience for them was horrific. But there are opportunities for you to contribute in other ways. Whether you're contributing to a tablet that can make somebody pick to become the next doctor, or you are paying the salary of a person to come in and teach these children salsa or a life skills. And remember, we weren't born with that cursor that doorway like the, 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 the other people there. Nobody never did put money together for our number from we started out. Nobody teach the poor investment and how they can start a, 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 a savings for our thousand dollars. So those are the things that we have to be teaching them. That you don't have to work for anybody to feel important. Your importance is fulfilling your God-given talent. And there are so many talented people. I have a young man that I talk to with. He is so, he is so hell-bent on becoming the next Bill Gates, right? And he has ideas that that would just simply blow you away. You know, he, the other day he was, we were talking about, I, I was talking about an Asian, he said, oh, I can develop an icebox, put the icebox in there, and I, in, in, I, I can't even tell you what the creation is, because I'm not that talented. <laughs> But it's almost like a vacuum system, and he puts it in, and you collide, and the water just blows in the air, and then you put another fan in there, and it cools the room. And you know, I'm saying, okay, so where do we start? Because I'm ready to sign up, I'm ready to invest in your business. Mm-hmm. So you can stay where you are at your peace. Like every time you're at an interview, oh, poor people, like, them, them like, we're nice here and close. Well, they don't have no big education like the people ever know. They don't wear nice clothes because that's how we stay in Jamaica. If you look at a particular way, we treat you a particular way. We are a class of society. So if that is what makes them feel good, it's a good place to start a conversation as well. How would you sustain that? You know, and it won't make you have to be an undesirable member of the society. How do you sustain that? So we need to just keep at their disposition and just know that it is our duty, our purpose. If we can't help them, we don't have to harm them by what we say. And me always say, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I hope that I would have had, a, I wouldn't have a single bit of talent left. And I could say that I use everything you gave me to help somebody else. That's it.
Yes, used up. That's that's okay. Yes, I love the fact that you're going to use up. It's something that I say to myself every day. When I am through, I should be all used up and used up to help others use my talent use my skills use my energy used up when i lay my head down my final resting place well there won't be a resting place but when i lay when i close my eyes i should be used up of course mm -hmm. that's what we're here we're here to manifest Mm -hmm. what god has given us and and this is one of the things that i love about covid in ever of my engagement i say to people you know why it is so unbearable because we are not our brother's keeper anymore because once upon a time you know that in the middle of a crisis we pull together we cook one part me cook one big part today you cook one big part tomorrow and once we cultivate that spirit of unity and it's not something that we talk about i genuinely care about and Jeffrey, because she came here for me to manifest the goodness of God. Then we are on our way to, a not a developing nation, in a, a nation ready to take off, you know, because we are reinvested in God's greatest creation, which is humanity. Mm -hmm. And we still have a lot of good in us, but we just have to spend time to break down the negative conversation and the perception. So I don't come to the table expecting anything, but I know that I don't say to anybody that the glass is empty because I always eat our food. After that conversation, I will get to know each other, I will laugh, I will talk. Trust me, we can begin to start to see the roots planted to where we are going to go. So how I approach development, you can come and you can tell me all of the problems. That is at the root of the tree. And as we go up on the branches, we can look at the, solu the solution. And as the branches start to take life and start to spread out, that is where you have to know self-activate self your talents so that you can achieve everything. But don't do it based on the prescribed timetable set by the society. Do it. On, in your own time so that you are saving and preserving that part of your soul that when you meet God, you don't have anything to be ashamed about. I thank you so much. Well said. Well said. I hope whoever recommends me on your program well let me tell you let, well let me tell you something I have um, my international guests listening via the Mixelar I so don't think that is only locals you're speaking to um, and one of the one of my, my my listeners I think she's in she's in Florida and she says he has street resilience he took the pain of injustice social inequality disrespect and use it to propel him forward it became his inner motivation I love <laughs> and guess what no she too is in social work so yes 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 she is she is yeah. no man this the opportunities are endless I believe that this country is one of the best country on the, the, 
put aside your political differences because I don't think after independent politics did much to the, for the people. You can't have one micro care center. And this is why I'd call out here international and the local community. We need to have an ongoing assessment of our young people so we don't frustrate them with the, with the, the school system. We must have what is called the national mentoring program hmm. to mentor our youth into what is possible. And as, as Madhiji said a while ago, when we do that, we have to do it with career development so we start to help them to see what is possible. And right now, you can't have more than one skill and you can't make a whole heap of money. You don't have to be a doctor, lawyer. Indian art chief. Right? <laughs> yes. So you just have to start there. It's all the chase of facts to get the fire going. Because you see, every inner city youth, there's an airline in the inner city. Because that can just stop them right in and then track them. I come down the road with a big gun and a little airline. They say, what do you do with that boy and grab you? And you see how them get weak in the news. It tells me that there is always somebody who can influence you to do good. And that's what we need to be doing in this country. Finding and giving young people and all people the opportunity to be the best that they can be. Luke George Cook, I thank you so much. And I am absolutely sure that uh, the person that recommended you will be absolutely <laughs> will be absolutely proud of you. You know, you know, they look at saying, good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that if that the individual of me, I think, if me get a good job, well, me know that me halfway ready for go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I thank you. hard taskmaster. Yes, yes, I know, I know. I thank you so much, and we you will definitely be in touch, and I would love to have you in a face-to-face -face forum as soon as is she a miss or a mister as soon as COVID takes flight and we are doing face-to-face -face, I would love to have you in that setting so I just love COVID <laughs> I just love it yes. I think it has given us an opportunity to just revisit who we are and I'm delighted that you're create again you have created this platform for people to just share that experience um, to say that no matter how bad it is, and I leave you with the same story that people tell you all the time. One man did a himself and he had a banana. He thought they had to peel the banana and down the skin. Eating the banana, and the next man come out of the tree. And then the man eat the skin and I give God thanks for it. Mm -hmm. It is not impossible for us to begin to create a better space for all of us who have to journey and share this space. But we have to begin to just uh, reach out our hands and lifting the other person up. Oh. I know that that is what we were created for. And it will not matter to God what my book looks like. I realize that now. It will not matter to God how eloquent I speak or the education I have. I think he's going to be more interested when I see him. But I get cremated, I'm coming. I'm not very happy. What will be important to him is what I did to the least of these. You know, so I hope he never said I was hungry and I had to feed or I was in prison and I never visited. 
I was naked and I never clothed. But more so that I can help somebody to begin to see that even in the worst of most, God's love and light transform and they have a place on this earth. And I honor that and I respect that. And I thank you so much. And God bless you. You too. And take care. All right. Have a good one. You too. Yes, another motivator on the Nation's Coolest, Co 97 FM, Dre, right out of the inner city. Yes? So, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. And he continues to work with inner city youths to help them to be the best that they ought to be. Reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Evergo Garden Center. Remember as Jamaicans, we must continue our efforts to grow what we eat and eat what we grow. And Evergo is the ultimate one-stop shop experience where you get everything for your farming, gardening, and growing needs. And you can call them at 876-906-9916, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Evergrow Garden Center. We are going to take a break. And then when we come back, making that link with our final guest. And of, of course, no stranger to Singles Live, Fabian Thomas is up next. We're going to go to the break. We'll be right back. Singles Live continues on the nation's coolest Co 97 FM. And of course, the talk segment is brought to you by Evergo Garden Center. When you want it to grow, call the pro. So, Fabian Thomas, how you doing? I'll be good. I'll be good. I'm good and I plan to be better. Great. <laughs> it is so good to have you back. Motivational Thursday again and of course you are a part of what i call my motivational team so tonight we have we had don earlier don petgrave earlier and then luke george cook he came in and then now we're going to wrap things up um with you fabian so you know i always have to ask you how have you been and what have you been up to? <laughs> Ooh, let me tell you, I've been navigating the COVIDity of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what has happened, and for a lot of us, because it's prolonged, you know, there's been ebbs and shifts in the flow and how we respond. And that's a, a thing I've been very present to. So being gentle with myself. Acknowledging when I feel a little off, when I'm not a hundred percent, you know, when my temper flares up, it's going, woo, sorry, calm down, Fabian, take a breath, take a breath, you know, don't don't rage against the machine. So checking in with myself in a really serious way and monitoring that mental health, you know, have I been having too many low days, and then how do I shift my energy and get some joy and some sunshine and some light in there? Um, yeah, and I think I think that's a very important thing. And I've been having a conversation 
with parents, with youth, with, with a lot of people just around how are you taking care of yourself? You know, uh, are, you, are you noticing shifts in your mood? So I've been doing that for myself um, and monitoring and, and engaging that um, because it's, it's two plus years now. You know, it's gone in a blink. I started to a client of mine, I was doing some coaching with her um, around a marriage issue. And then she got a job offer and she might be going away and taking her son with her. So I said, oh boy, you have to, you know, get new friends. And she said, boy, but he started high school two years ago. So he's never met his classmates face to face. And I was so like, true. wow, mm-hmm. he only knows virtual. He's never shared the same space yes. with his classmates. That's a different childhood that we have to factor into. We're going to have some kids whose social skills are going to be a little off. He does not know what face-to-face school look like. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That's deep. It <laughs> is. It, it is. And, and I watch it on a, on, a, on a daily basis with my niece who has never gone. Um, this is She's now in second form in high school. And I, I observe her and a, a, a bit concerned about her 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 the way she is um does not was not is not being in a in a social environment and so her only friends happen i mean you, yes you see your classmates over uh, the zoom link or whatever link they use but it is definitely not the same it is not the same and it is not the same and so for the last two years plus she is just around her cousins she has never met any of her 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 classmates and yeah. um my my daughter said to her um the other day um y- you don't have any friends you don't invite any friends over and i, I for me that that is an eye opener because yeah. we are social being and we yeah. must be able to express the operative word is to express ourselves directly not indirectly with another individual you know directly with another individual something that yeah. you mentioned um fabian is dealing with anger dealing with conflict being away from a social environment especially for the youngsters how are Mm. they now going to go back into that setting to deal with conflict to deal with dealing with another individual is something that we really um as parents as caregivers as teachers as counselors um as facilitators have to really think about very much so yeah, man, go ahead. There's also a lot more young people and and younger people having anxiety problems. They're mm-hmm. having anxiety issues in dealing with people. Some people, mm-hmm. some kids in the school, they literally they they don't want to turn on their camera. It's it's it's. So I've been saying to as you said, parents, adults, but also young people around. We have to pause and pay attention. We have to deliberately and intentionally create opportunities for young people to talk, to vent, to talk about how they're feeling. We have to create and manage things. I said to some parents, um, for the second form I was mentoring, um, the boys, when I was checking with them, I said, so how is it going? How are you doing COVID? They said, sir, every day is the same. I can't see my friends. 
I can't do anything. One of the young men, and it broke my heart. You know, there's a football field in his community. But of course, they can't gather. So you can only go out there by yourself with the ball. And I thought, oh gosh, that's rough. And so they're going to have to relearn how to socialize. So I said to some of the parents, here's what I recommend. Him and you and some of the parents that you know, meet up and have a, so, a socially distant, safe meetup. Where you and the parents and the friends are in a space together, it can be a park outside, so they can see each other, at least see each other, have some kind of contact without, and you know, I said the parents can also have a little support group where they can go talk one side. I said, because it means now intentionally creating opportunities to socialize, creating opportunities to engage, drawing them onto themselves, asking them how they feel and listening when they're having mood swings or crying, managing that while you're also managing your own stuff. We, it, we need more grace, more patience and more love in this time for ourselves but also others and recognizing that young people hurt, they have feelings, they have emotions, they're going through things that they're trying to process. You know, school don't feel like school. You know, some of the teachers are under pressure. And not, not all teachers are technically savvy. Mm -hmm. So they, they feel exposed, they feel stupid, they don't. So they, some of them are reacting and lashing out at the kids. You know, some teachers are doing phenomenal. They're amazing, above and beyond. Because they're finding videos and games. That's what we need. We have to engage. But we have to create, deliberately create opportunities for sharing, for healing, for socialization, and for fun. One of the boys said, sir, I can't tell the last time I've had fun. And that's heartbreaking to hear a young person say what is real. Mm -hmm. Boy, Fabian, I, I really and truly have to commend you um, going through all that you have gone through. Um, loss of a loved one. Yeah, yep. Yes, yes. Uh, persons hearing you speak um, may or may not know, or, or listeners who are really glued to Cool 97 FM may know that. But in all of that, um, I have to ask you, what can you, you know, like anybody else, you know, Fabian, you couldn't just decide to say, me, me just go, go down, you know, me now come, mm. me just go just roll over and just matters where me just call it quits. Yeah. But what continues to motivate Fabian to go out there to help others, especially um, the youths in our society? Here's a powerful and important thing for me, but also in my conversations with young and old also in worship. You see, when you know your purpose, you see, when you know why you're here and who you are, you have to come back to center. And in trainings and workshops and supporting, I try to have those conversations with people. What is your passion? What excites you? What, when you're doing it, do you know beyond the shadow of a doubt? I mean it. And no matter what derails you, no matter what brings you grief, no matter what trips you up, you will always come back to it. Because sometimes you don't have a choice. And it heals, and, and it completes you, it heals you mm -hmm. in ways that nothing else can. But the trick is finding it. And even with young people saying, well, what do you like? I don't know. 
They want to interest me. When you meet and I probe them, I said, no man, talk to me. You must have an idea what you like. And you know, this is, this is, this is from, you know, 10 to even 25, that level of introspection, questioning self, that self-awareness is crucial for your healing because you know what you need. You know when you're off. You, you know when you need to pause. Like, you know, when my father died, and even now, up to this week, my, the thought that into my head was, this fucking baby's not calling me. And then I remember, I said, oh, he's dead. <laughs> That's why he's not calling me. Mm-hmm. Because I forgot in that moment. So I don't hear from daddy. And then I thought, oh. And I, I paused and took a moment. And it's something that was something that became my mother. And even my mom, my mom, you know, it, it, it was, it made me feel so good to hear her say she's feeling like herself again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, these people, they were married for 53 years. This person you've lived with for 53 years is gone. It's physically gone. So mommy, you know, it, it aged her. It's to age her. Her memory started to go. Some things that, like cooking things, and my mother never forget. She was forgetting. And now she says it's coming back. Because her spirit, her soul had to adjust to this gap. And even though there's no change in who she is, but this man who she spent 53 years with is now physically no longer accessible to her. And we have to pause and grieve and, and, and give ourselves time. And so some, we are grieving COVID. We are grieving the loss of activity, the loss of movement. We're grieving friends. And I see, and even teachers, I'm like, you know, teachers, are, you know, they have their kids to be with, their lives to be with, and their teaching. So we have to find space to play. We have to find what is your why? What makes you get up? And that, for me, helps to center and ground me. Because I know why I'm here, and I know this is my purpose. I know this is part of why I'm here. But also, there's a power in healing yourself when you heal somebody else. Mm-hmm. You can't escape it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely When you true. bring joy, you get joy. When you show up as light, and you shine light from people, some of the light spill out by you. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. That's, yeah, it's, yes, it's, that, it's that's a, a fact. Mm-hmm. And am I adding to the world's grief or am I helping to lessen it on my trod? Really important, you know, even that thing of helping young people connect the dots. So when you said that to your brother, or you think him feels, or why did you say that? Why did you call her that name? When I taught in high school and the top of class, you know, I said, what you call that? What did you say to him? Say it again. Stand up. Stand up and say it again. I said, what did you mean when you said that? And they deconstructed, they paused the lesson plan. And said, let's talk about that name. What that mean? And, and help them now connect the dots. You meant to hurt her feelings. Where did that come from? I said, we don't do that in here. I said, you don't have to like people to respect them. You don't even have to like people to love them. Because love don't keep score. Hmm. And they said, what do you mean? I said, no, I don't feel like you to love you. I'm a love don't turn off when you're annoying me, I get them in the Because love is consistent. 
And a colleague of mine, when I was teaching at the high school, she said that we had, we had these really deep conversations. We shared a class that was very difficult. There's a collection of spirits in this class that should not have been together. And I recommended to the VP them, I said, leave them now. Don't bother waiting till the end of the term. Because. So she was sitting on her desk, getting herself together to go to the class. And I said, yeah, gear up for we have now. And she said, H3. And I said, oh, our lovely angels in H3. <laughs> <laughs> I, think she, I think she had them for language and I had them for literature. And she said, I'm gathering myself together, I'm praying and I'm, re- I'm connecting to love because if I don't love them, I can't teach them. Mm-hmm. And I've never forgotten that. She said, if I don't show up in there in love, love. I can't teach them. I'm going to be ripping them apart and shouting at them. And and it's true. You have to say, I see them as love and in love. So the energy I'm going in with is a transformative energy. And we need that in our life right now in this time of COVID. You know, what are you present to? Is it frustration and anger? And you know, the, 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 loss, the, the loss of freedom and movement, or are you saying, okay, so what kind of day do I want today? The sun is shining, and it's shining through the thing, and I have, I can move, and I have food, and I'm in a house, and I have people who love me. Does that mean say COVID not keep? No, COVID I keep, but I'm not giving COVID my joy. Today I choose peace, and helping young people find that, and I find in performing arts. In, in simple things, in creating things hmm. that get a chance to transfer the energy. They get a chance to channel and feel something different. And we have to intentionally, even more now more than ever, use these things deliberately. Music, play music and talk about it. So I've, I've been doing some workshops for, for conversations for greatness. And we're doing, I think, with Sam Sharp Teachers College, a four-day thing. And my group was lit and they talked about life and identity. And we wrapped up and we play Legend by Chronics and Winning and I Am Light by India RE. And I read them one of my poems and they, because we have to use all these tools to inject some love and light and power into people's spaces. And for me, generally, even beyond code, we have to be mindful of what you say, the power of life and death is in the tongue. What are you speaking over yourself? But what are you saying to other people? And what some people who call themselves parents or adults and family are saying to our young people is heartbreaking. It is. It's it vicious is. and it's vile. And some children, that's the norm of their existence. This is how people are speaking to them. These are the things people are saying to them. So sometimes a one-off word of kindness, you actually seeing them, is a blessing and a gift. And the care or the picnic, bad picnic, mm, they need love. They need you to know their name. They need you to come and say, come here, why are you talking to a Lord? Come here, look how your skin pretty. Why are you talking to... Sometimes nobody says anything nice to them. And sometimes you have to turn, you have to turn, because sometimes they're acting out. It's a cry for attention, 
or violence and aggression is what they know. Mm-hmm. How we magically expect them to be immersed in violence, aggression, and bad behavior, and miraculously, for the few hours them in school, to tip the balance? School has to connect with community and home. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of our young people, when they leave school, nothing is asking them to behave in that way. Mm-hmm. So we have to recognize, we have to connect, the village has to connect. <laughs> it has to, it has to. Because some of them feel schizophrenic, you're asking me this here, but when I go home, cussing bad with them being rude to a mother or elders is allowed. Mm-hmm. They just conform to school, temporarily. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them say, sir, they're confused. When you get to talk to them, say, sir, sometimes I'm confused. Some of them tell you, I have to be a different person in my community. Who I am here in school can't survive where I live. So we have to find spaces for them to play and to be as whole as they can and to speak their truth and share. And I have to respect that. When they honor you with their stories or their pain, respect it. And then help them heal. So we have to start using drama and music more as therapy. And I see sometimes when I was working at Sandals, my playmakers, one that we, you know, we have rehearsals and things, and we do choreography and we learn skit, and I always do a, a wind down after rehearsal. And I normally play some music, do some wind down music. And one night I played, I'll never forget it, uh, it's called As Yet Untitled by Billy Porter. And I'm half of my department. Them boss are balling mm-hmm. in the rehearsal. Because, of course, they're relaxing, they're laying on the ground, we're doing deep breathing, and I just heard this weeping. Half of my team, were, they were just balling. And I let them. And I said, don't feel embarrassed, let it out. And because we're a close team, some people who weren't crying went over and held some people's hand, they hugged some people. And we never, we never fast and ask somebody why you're crying. You just allowed them to. They wanted to share because they know that. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in the moment. And when it was done, I said, let's just be still. And we sat. And then we hugged. We did our circle. And I said, everybody knows anybody who wants to talk. I said, I'm going to stay, stay back in the room for a while if anybody wants to talk. No. But that song tapped into something in four of them separately, but they knew they were in a safe space to let it out. We have to create and maintain safe spaces for our young people. And we don't have a, we don't have a lot of, 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 of that. Or people um, that they can trust. People that they can trust and people who they, they can be vulnerable and to and feel yes. safe with. Um, yeah. we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't have that as a society. And I'm glad I think there's a, there's a, a couple of team spaces. I think a new one opened up. We need more. We need properly trained people. Mm-hmm. And again, we need to start using more drama therapy, dance therapy, art therapy, using it as healing tools because it's really powerful. Sometimes somebody gets a part, they get a poem, and it, it, something or a line speaks to their life. And suddenly you can use it, you know, for them to vent and talk. Um, and even just a part of being in a group. You know, JCDC, there's a, one year, uh, one of my students wrote a piece. He wrote two pieces. Um, 
and one of them was a stand-up comedian kind of piece, right? And he wasn't strong. But when he was doing it, his confidence was a little higher. And so I said to him, this is your weakest piece, but I'm not going to withdraw it because I want you to have the experience of going on stage. And I said, if you get nervous, just ride through the nerves, do your thing, and then say, all right, sir, all right, sir. And I said, all I need for you is to do your best. Even if you don't medal or you don't qualify, did you do your best? I was at the, the audition, and he performing, and he'd forget his memory go, and he stop. And I always tell him, just catch your breath, refocus, and then come back. So you remember, they start back, and then go through that, and forget again. And I'm watching his confidence drop, you know. So I was in the back of the room, I, I tend to go to the back so I can give him a sense of, I can't hear you talk louder. And I started to move, so I said, okay, let me just, Start to move to backstage just in case he's going to freeze and then need me to support him backstage. And as I got halfway through the room, he started again, he picked up and he remembered. Um, and he ended up, and then he kept going and he said, Thank you. And he didn't qualify, he wasn't going to qualify. And when that young man saw me come to work, he ran down the steps and he jumped and he hugged me up and he said, Sir, I finished. Getting a medal or even qualifying was not the point. Mm-hmm. I started. And I finished. I submit, but I finished. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to have the wisdom to say, you're probably not going to medal, but I want you to have the experience. He said, sir, I finished. And I said, yes, you did. Yeah, you are a high five. And he hung me up. And then he said, boy, sir, thank you. I said, for what? He said, for giving me a chance to at least go on stage in front of an audience and finish the piece. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so cutthroat and competitive. We only carry who we know can we know. It's a developmental thing. People are in different stages and phases. You know this is therapeutic for somebody. It's not about a medal or winning. It's about them can say, I went to JCDC and I touched the stage. So we have to use all the tools in our arms, all the things we can find. You know, prayer, meditation. Again, again in high school, we're again ending a drama rehearsal. And they, uh, they asked me to do the prayer. And at the end of the prayer, I said, I'm speaking over all of you who can hear my voice. And I'm blessing you from the corner of your head to the soles of your feet. And I'm affirming that there, there is no exam or test or assessment that you can pass. And they start hearing people are balling. One of the loudest balling was one of the oldest boys in the group. Wow. When we were done, some of them said, Sir, nobody has ever said anything like that to me. I said, What do you mean? I said, Most of you go to church, you pass your prayer, they Sir, but not like that. Not like individually blessing me as an individual. I was just say, what you say about corner head and solar foot, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And it shocked me like, wow, so, so many people don't have anybody speaking to them with love and with positivity. You take it for granted. Kindness is healing. 
Love is the ultimate healer. Seeing people and then also knowing what people need and asking, how can I help you? Because sometimes we assume that we know, say, what do you need from me? How can I help you? And is that making, as it says, making space and time for people to introduce them to new skills and new habits and, you know, using the tools and finding their niche, finding what they like. And then using that now, because it builds your confidence. You know, when you're good at something and you get to share it and use it and talk about it. Um, you know, and how we use teaching as a developmental thing. How do we celebrate victories? I say to parents, you know, celebrate the fact that John was getting 40 in maths and this week he'll get 55. That is a all a 15% increase. Buying two patty and a juice. <laughs> That is yes, an celebrate small, yes, celebrate small victories. Yes. This is very, very, very important. So important because he was getting 40. To 55 is a 15% increase. And then you help him now. So what did you do this time that was different? You know, how did you, did you know in the exam or in the test that you're going to do? Help them now to connect the dots to how do I perform better? What did I do this time that was different? Was it this topic? Did I study differently? Because you're giving them life tools as well. So it's not just in the moment, because it connects to something. And then with us adults and parents, be real with young people. Stop pretending that we're Superman and Superwoman. Stop refusing to be to apologize. Stop being arrogant and acting like you have to let kids and people see you're vulnerable. They have to hear you and see you apologize. Or apologize to them if you are unfair, if you are wrong, if you shout at them and hurt them feelings apologize be your word keep your word because they watch us they mm-hmm. observe us mm-hmm. they say oh so you don't have to abide by the rules but I have to and that's just wait that being hypocrite. Mm-hmm. So kind of, oh, mm-hmm. no just wait. I'm telling mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. I must be the example and if I break out or do something I should be to say you know I shouldn't have done that but so and so, because that's how they learn. But this us and them, or do as I say, do as I do. No, that, that loophole, they're too wide. Because they mimic us and they mirror our, mm-hmm. and they know we're hypocrites. Them see to them say, oh, yeah, man, let me just talk about things, but it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so my youth students, they make me laugh. They say, sir, why would they never warn me? You, you adults and parents and mentors are so wicked. I said, what they say? Why you didn't tell us that being an adult was so hard? It is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. What, but it is true. It's true. And being an adult in high it's school. It's very true. They set me up on a wicked. They said so they should properly be in high school, a class called adulting. Yeah, I agree. This bag of book learning and ting, 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 ting. Um, you know, I hear young people say all the time, if I didn't get one class on budgeting. Yeah. 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 Life skills. Yeah. Life skills. Money so management. Yeah, Dre, because even though we have HFLE, it's not connecting. Nah. So people are saying, no, man, we needed some conversations in high school about being an adult and what that look like and managing emotions and being in love and emotions. We need that to them say, these subjects are not so. And this is people who are in, as you know, you know, so these are second or third years who are saying, 
You know, ready for the adult world. Mm-hmm. Parenting and skills, coping skills, coping mm-hmm. skills, conflict resolution. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of those things are critical. Mm-hmm. One of the high schools that I taught in, and I said to the principal one day, I said, why are our first formers doing 16 and 17 subjects? You know how that makes sense? They just done get butter bruised in by G-Stat and now Pep. <laughs> And then come and they you know, because in first form, first to third form, you're doing all the subjects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. they're narrowed down. Until they reach third uh, form. Why would a first form need to be doing 16 subjects? Because why? So, you know, I think it's in Finland and some of those countries, what we call first form, them don't do no subject teaching. They do conflict resolution, emotional intelligence, team building, culture, diversity. That's what they do in that. And then in second form, that makes perfect sense to me. And even throughout high school, and I said to the principal then, we need some open spaces, some open for learning, for conversation, for reasoning. That's not based on no passing a test or an exam. Mm-hmm. Because you know we have really brilliant people who do... And, some, and sometimes I feel bad, but then I don't feel so bad. I said to the students all the time, I said, let me, let me let you in our little seat, yeah? Nobody cares that you took 20 subjects and passed all of them when you leave high school, yeah? It's bragging rights for your parents and the school for a moment. When you left out of high school, nobody do not care. They want to know what you're going to add to their company. They're not going to go, oh, let's hire the girl with 17 subjects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, there's no hiring person who's thinking that. I said, so even that parents and schools must stop it and stop pressuring the people to take all these subjects so you can brag. Can, you know what it means for a child to take 19 subjects? And then when they go to work, nobody cares. Nobody don't care. And, and, and some of the times they're so... Um, they're so develop anxiety, frustration, depression that they, they can't perform the effectively and they don't have the social skills. Thank you. And so they're not good candidate for 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 for, for, for work. They're not Thank good pe- they're not good candidate for people. <laughs> so Thank nobody you. wants to be around them. I say to parents sometimes I say, I know you're trying I say, but make them go play. They can't study all the time. They can't, yeah, them have exams coming, they can't study all the time. Let them have some downtime where they play and be a kid. Because you get diminishing returns. So the necessary, I feel like my head going burst. Every time I put it on the book, most of the go and study. I've been studying for three hours. Yeah, you have to, you have to mix it up. A blended approach is important. Yeah, so man, blended you approach. Want, you want emotionally well, mentally healthy, academically, and then helping people find what they're good at. It's important. We so need to be organizing some trips and field trips and taking some people to recording studio and to talk to music producers and to go watch athletes train because not everybody's going to sit in a law office mm-hmm. and the kids show you give them a diverse thing of what careers are possible 
carry them down a cool FM and watch drain the studio. Look how our show is produced. Talk to, to the station manager. Talk to the producers. Because that is also legitimate work. Okay, so we have, to, fulfilling. That, we have to broaden the conversation. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to start and own a business? Because the model we're taught is you go, you go prepare primary school, you go high school, university, then you go work for somebody. Work for somebody, yeah. As opposed to you can create something, you can get a patent, you can start your own business. We have to broaden the, the educational conversation mm-hmm. about possibilities. So people aren't boxing, and you help develop them as opposed to trying to squeeze them into a box. True that. So true. Fabian, the clock on the wall, guess what? <laughs> the clock on the wall is telling us that um, we have to wrap up the conversational segment inside Singles Live on the Nation School Est. As usual... Um, is there anything new that we should be aware of that is happening to you and for you? Yes. Tell me. <laughs> I finally launched um, a collaborative effort with a sister of mine called Natasha Levy. We've launched our coaching for creatives. Yes. And we're excited. And we've done a few introductory sessions. And we're having our first workshop workshop in probably in mid, to, mid, mid November, early November. And it's two things. So we have a consistent workshop we'll do, but I also do one-on-one coaching with creatives. And it might be your stuff. You have a book to write. You have an exhibition to work on. You have an imposter syndrome. Because creatives have that too. Or you're doing something for a while. You think you want to change. So we're very excited. The response from people so far and creatives has been, yes, this is such a great thing. I may not need it all, all right now, but I'm going to recommend it. So we're very excited. And so look out where we're doing promotions and stuff. Um, because it really is about whatever, however you're... Because guess what? We're all creative, you know. So even if you're not an artist or a performer, you are creative. And how do you identify as a creative? And is this a hobby? Is it um, something that earns you income? And what are, what are, how, what, what is making you feel stuck? or lose motivation. Some people, some creative, COVID mash up them reading. Or, you know, loss of income. Mm-hmm. And people who are, who are multi-talented were able to jump and do other things. But some, <laughs> some people, you know, so thankfully, you know, you know, big spaces are opening up. But even that, you know, how can you pivot and, 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 and re- remarket yourself and use some other skills? So, so we're excited about it. We're excited about it. I'm looking forward to see how it will grow and develop um, as we roll it out. And then Tribes and Copa, we're working on a virtual thing um, um, for that's part of a major production we're doing next year, looking at here in Jamaica, that in this 95% black country, we still have grief and issue around here and who are cut our people locks and another report can't come out about why didn't you have a little girl locks and teacher says the picnic with locks is more likely to have lice and we accept that and all that or something. So we're doing what is morphing into like an ethno documentary with performance elements looking at hair and black hair in Jamaica. That, that, that sounds very, very interesting. Looking. And it is an, <coughs> but also trauma 
and some of the research we started doing within Chimes and Copa, but also even seeing people online. Do you know that there's some schools, some prep schools that had public hair shaving? Really? Okay. That's news to me. Somebody posted on, 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 on social media when I followed up with him, and it's apparently it's that's not the only school. So you're here to have is a public shaving. And then one of our members, when she was sharing with stuff that happened to us, a prominent girl, all girl high school, she balled. And I'm like, they did what? They said, what? Trauma. And this is in school. You're monitoring on black bodies and black hair that because you can. And because it's arbitrary. Because how does what is coming out of a child's head affect what they can learn and their personality? And why some people are allowed to have long hair but other people can't go afro? Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's some of what we're exploring. In the, and let me just some of the, the, the stories are they're painful. People break, choke up, and crack while they're telling us. Just the recalling of it is painful. For all of them things that we are carrying as a nation, I say it all the time, and I wish it wasn't true, but we are a nation in trauma acting like we're okay. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And we're we're miraculous and amazing, you know, because look at what we achieve internationally. Without, can you imagine if we were healthier and there was less dysfunction? It would be a great We just want to bless up mm-hmm. like like um Shelly and, and Sharika and um Elaine, the joy, Megan. If me love them young lady then one more time. If me love Sharika one more time. Because the joy the is the energy is palpable. And I'm sure not, I'm sure all those people, all those athletes that we say handsome them, they've survived trauma. But they've gotten on an international platform in a in a healed or healthier version of themselves and they've not only represented themselves well, but they've represented us well. And that's so important. Because for some people, you hear their stories, you're, you're thinking, how are you alive? Why are you still standing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> could roll over and die. Mm-hmm. It is frightening how many of our women have been raped or molested. And women that we know. If you talk to women and girls, it's mind-blowing. I talked to somebody the other day, and she ended up vexing me. And I said to her, let me tell you something. All of us, know a rapist or two. <laughs> we just may not know that he's a rapist. Or that they're inappropriate. So they wall away. Also because some of the young men who are the nicest, most polite that we know, <laughs> when you hear their mindset and the things they say, and who, when they're in a crowd, don't say, man, you stop it. So they're either an onlooker, so they're complicit. And I said, all of us know men like that. But we may not know that they are, but sometimes we do know, but because they're close to us, we don't think it's an issue, but it is an issue. We have enough work to do, and I think it's important. That whatever space we're in, you know, whatever, however we show up as, as healers, transformers, mentors, life coaches, big brothers, it's so important. Because if we can heal in little pockets in the spaces that we are, the healing will spread. The trauma will lessen. Mm-hmm. 
And that's so important on our, deal, on, our, on our individual trial. It is. It is, Fabian. Oh, boy, I want to thank you so much. You touched on a topic that I have to find a way to kind of delve into it. We were talking about the sexual abuse and rape of women in our society. Mm. Um, it is so prevalent that for some women, the action seems to be normal. They don't mm-hmm. even know that they are being raped. Very much and so. And when we say, boy, and what you're talking about, a woman should know that she's been raped, but you'd be so surprised. Mm-hmm. As to the culture. No better not there. As to the culture. to report it and then mm-hmm. get blamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So culture. So you shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. So the people to report and they end up being blamed. Mm-hmm. And then even some of our young men, some of our young men, are being victimized or violated by older women, but they don't know them feel proud. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mayu, you had no power in that situation. You were 15 or 14, you're not a man. This is a grown woman who took a... And I said, what are you talking about? Sir? No, I said, yeah, Virgin, you were not in control. <laughs> so even that, and sometimes it mashed up the middle. I'm like, yeah, this is an adult who violated you. You are a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the big mommy, you feel like a man. Like it, yeah, a man. yeah, and feel like it is normal. And then now his behavior and how he treats women after that now gets impacted by that. You know, they're not, not even touching on men who are actually physically, you know, violated, whether by a man or a woman, that's reporting it. Because your manhood now, how you think say? And people say, oh, you mean to force you? Because you're supposed to like it, even if there was violence and aggression. As a man, you're supposed to just rise to the occasion and like that. And like, no, that was molestation. <laughs> so a lot of boys get shamed into saying something happened and it never feels alright. So they keep quiet or brag about it. You know, they, they shift the script because there's not a space for them to say it never felt right to me. I felt uncomfortable. Because you're supposed to always be ready to perform. You must. You can't say no. <laughs> Fabian, Thomas, I want to thank you so much. My listeners are asking, AJ, could you combine Andre Allen with Fabian on such a subject? Whoa! <laughs> okay, no, Andre is the boss. Let me say, I love listening to Andre. I love listening to Andre. Okay, sure. And, 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 and one day I said, I'd love to be on a panel. I'd love to be on a panel with Andre as I guess I would get for a reason. Yeah, I, re- I have so much respect for Andre. I will make that happen, Fabian. Worry yeah. not thyself. Yeah. I will make that happen. Yeah. I want to thank you so much Bless once you, again and continue to do and continue to motivate. And uh, we will talk. Thank you. Dre, big up yourself. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Enough respect. All the best. Be safe, people. Be good. Love and light and blessing. Thank you. All right, bye. Talk segment brought to you by Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, their friendly staff is ready to help you with everything you need for your beautiful home gardens, your farm, your commercial farms. You can get your ceramic pots, fertilizers, plants, seedlings, greenhouse structures, and so much more. Remember to like us on our Facebook page at Evergrow Garden Center. And stay tuned for more talk segments right here on the Nation's Coolest Inside Singles Live. Cool 97. Radio.